0: Hi, and welcome to Clear Studies. I am your host, Bishop A. Reginald Littman. Be sure to subscribe so that you won't miss new episodes as they're loaded. I am so delighted to welcome you here. Stay tuned, I'll be right back after this. I believe with everything within me that every believer wants to grow in their study of God's word. There's so many obstacles, however, that can present themselves that keep us from really studying like we should. They're time factors. And then sometimes there is just the lack of simplicity when it comes to reading or even being taught the Word of God. That's why I created a platform called Clear Studies. What is Clear Studies? Clear Studies is a platform where you are a part of an e class. And each week I send you a link to a 15 minute podcast and a 15-minute video. That way, whether you're auditory or visual learner, you're covered on both ends. The podcast is something that you can download to your device and listen to it when you get ready, when you have time to do so. It may be midnight, it may be three in the morning, it may be during your lunch break. But to accompany the teaching, each week you also will get a colorful PDF handout that is virtually a transcript of the teaching so you won't miss a single word that I have said in the video or in the podcast. But beyond that, it comes with discussion questions that are simple yet provocative that will enable you to think your way through that passage and apply it to your everyday life. It's something that you can share with your family, with your friends. You can even create your own discussion group about each week's lesson. I want you to be a part of my E-Class I want you to grow in the study of God's Word. I don't want you to miss out on what God is doing and on this divine opportunity to grow, to study, and to learn with others. There'll never be an embarrassing moment where you're asking a question in front of the group or where you're put on the spot. It's just like it's just me talking to you and then God talking to you while you're studying on your own. If there's ever a question, you can always email me. Why don't you join right now, clearstudies at gmail.com. Just send an email and say, sign me up, and we will add you to the e-class. And you can join scores of other people around the nation who are being blessed by these brief but impactful teachings. Hey, and welcome to today's session. Today, we're going to be looking at Genesis 37, verse 31 through 35, as we discuss Jacob's despair. Jacob's despair. Genesis 37 31 Then the brothers killed a goat and spattered its blood on Joseph's coat When we come to verse number 31 we find the brothers scheme the brothers scheme Again, these brothers conspire together to cook up a plan This time they are out to deceive their father. They take the despised coat and dip it in the blood of a goat and take it home to Jacob. You know, it's amazing how when you tell a lie, you have to keep telling lies because one lie always leads to another, doesn't it? When you tell an untruth, it will not be long before you will have to cover the first by telling a second untruth and then a third untruth and then a fourth and on and on it goes. The best policy is always to tell the truth regardless to the personal cost. Genesis thirty-seven thirty-two, And took the coat to their father and asked him to identify it. Now, letter B, verse 32, shows to us the brother's severity. The brother's severity. There is no compassion for their father in their words. They bring him the blood-stained coat, and they ask him to identify it. It's almost like being requested to come to the morgue to identify a body. It's that kind of pain for their father. And these men have no heart whatsoever. They care for nothing and no one other than themselves and their own personal advancement up the ladder in the family. And you know what? This world is filled with people just like that. They do not care who they have to step on in order to achieve their goals. They don't care what they have to do to reach the top of the heap. They care for nothing but getting their own way all the time. And they do not care who they hurt in the process. It saddens me when I hear and or see of corporate activity happening even even in the local church, that there is a loss of family, a loss of a sense of humility. Something is desperately wrong with a person like that. Most likely, they are not saved, and if they are saved, they are not truly filled and occupied by the Holy Spirit. Most definitely, they are not displaying Christ-likeness in their walk or in their life. You see, our walk with the Lord is to be marked by a desire to please others ahead of ourselves. That's what we learn in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Our walk is to be marked by a desire to ease the burdens that are borne and carried by others. Our walk is to be marked by a Christ-like love for those around us. And that's what the scripture teaches. That is not how joseph's brothers lived let's look at the next section genesis thirty-seven thirty-three. their father recognized it at once yes he sobbed it is my son's coat a wild animal has eaten him joseph is without doubt torn in pieces then israel tore his garment and put on sackcloth and mourned for his son in deepest mourning for many weeks his family all tried to comfort him but it was no use. I will die in mourning for my son, he would say, and then break down and cry. Now, letter C, verse 33 through 35, we see Jacob's sorrow, Jacob's sorrow. Of course, Jacob recognizes the coat. He knows that it belongs to Joseph and he immediately assumes that his beloved son is dead, having been killed by wild animals. Jacob is heartbroken and he falls into the depths of despair. He refuses even to be comforted by his family, vowing to grieve to the day that he joins Joseph in death. And these cold and calloused men have broken their father's heart, but they do not care. His family all tried to comfort him, but it was no use. I will die in mourning for my son, he would say and then break down and cry. Now we move to letter D, verse 35, we see the brother's shame, the brother's shame. These hard-hearted men reveal their hypocrisy by trying to comfort their father in grief. They are the reason that he is grieving. And even though it is a false grief, this is also false comforting. Not a single one of these cowards had the courage to stand up and tell the truth to their father, Jacob. In the end, however, their father was in better shape than they were. Why? Because he lived every day with grief. They lived every day with guilt. The knowledge of what they had done ate at them until they faced Joseph with the truth many, many years later. And that, friends, is the power of guilt. It will eat at you until the problem is thoroughly dealt with. The best thing you can do and I can do with our wrongs is to make them right if we can. We need to apologize to people and do it expeditiously. When we have offended them, we don't need to let time pass by, but we need to restore what we have taken away from others. If that's the truth or if that's material gains, we need to get honest about our sins. That's the the only way that we can ever get rid of grief and guilt is to be honest with ourselves and thoroughly honest with others. So in conclusion, this is a sad place to step out of this story. Joseph is gone, sold as a slave, and headed into Egypt in chains. Jacob is heartbroken and inconsolable. The beloved son of his wife, Rachel, his choice to be the head of his family upon his death is gone and the brothers are guilty of a terrible sin against their brother, their father, and even their family and especially against God himself. And they're being eaten alive by guilt. A prosperous, promising family has been plunged even further into the depths of gloom and hopelessness. It would appear that Joseph's great dreams are at an end. It looks that way, doesn't it? They will never come to pass, or at least it looks that way. At least that's what the brothers are thinking. But we have a God who works behind the scenes, and behind the scenes of this terrible tragedy moves the unseen hand of God's sovereignty. What appears to be a hopeless situation is merely setting the stage for hope in the future. And this is a word for all of us. There will be times when things appear hopeless. There will be times when the shattered pieces of our dreams will literally lie all around us. In times like that, we must not despair. Instead, we must cling to the precious promises of our great God. Romans 8 and 28 is one of them, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are the call according to his purpose. We must understand that despite how things appear to our human eyes and reasoning, God has a plan, and nothing on earth can ever derail God's plan for your life. Some of you may be looking or listening right now, and you're looking at what you think are shattered dreams in your life right now. What are you going to do with them? That's the big question. Are you going to weep and mourn like Jacob did? Or are you going to cling to God's promises and trust that the judge of all the earth will give you a fair verdict? Hey, here's what you do. Bring your shattered dreams to Jesus right now and let him give you help in dealing with them. Let him give you hope in hanging on to them. We don't want you to miss Jesus in all of this because he is very much present. You see, the people that he came to, the nation of Israel, rejected him and pushed him away. They pushed him and pushed him until they had pushed him to an old rugged cross. And when they saw him die, they claimed the victory. While his disciples grieved over a certain defeat, just like Joseph's brothers, the very one who they desired to kill turned out to be their savior in the end of Genesis. And you'll see that as this story develops and evolves. They threw the savior into a pit of death and buried his body just like they did Joseph. Three days later, he came out of the tomb victorious over all of his enemies and he fulfilled the dreams of the father and of his followers. He fulfilled your dreams and mine too. And whether we know it or not, Jesus, is the one that makes dreams come to pass. Do you have any dreams you need help with today? If so, I want to encourage you. Talk them over with Jesus right now, and he'll show you how, where, and when, and he'll give you the strength to endure when your dreams are shattered into pieces. I hope you enjoyed this teaching as much as I enjoyed bringing them to you. Make sure that you subscribe to the E-Class. I look forward to sharing with you in the next episode and don't forget to check out the Clear Studies podcast. God bless you.